Hey everyone, uh, welcome back and well, 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 we've been getting a lot done guys. Uh, so in the last podcast I kind of went over um, that I put a spray on bed liner for my mother's truck and it's been working awesome. Um, it's probably been five to seven days now, somewhere around there. And um, yeah, it looks good. Uh, on the other hand, um, we are doing other projects once again. Uh, we're staying busy guys, we're staying busy. Um, so... On my auntie's off-grid little teeny house cabin um, that she lives in, um, I actually just made a video. It just got released, so definitely check it out on my um, YouTube channel, Modern Off-Grid DIY. And um, she was sitting in the dark for about five days. Um, she didn't want to tell nobody at first, um, but then, you know, uh, a family member stopped by to check on her and stuff, and... Uh, she said she didn't have any power and so she was uh, she took everything out of the refrigerator uh, and put it into a cooler put ice um, to hold her food over um, and so they called me because my family member told me you know they could smell like a plasticky or like a burning like smell um, and so obviously I get concerned if you tell me any of those things <laughs> And so I told them they need to go in into their little um, power room and just shut everything down. Turn off all the switches, you know, just turn everything off until I get there to kind of look at look, look it over and see what's going on, right? Now, keep in mind, uh, my auntie's little off-grid um, teeny house, um, you know, she's on a budget, right? And so she only does what she can with the type, with the money that she has available. And that's the, that's the scenario for a lot of people, Right. You, you know, not everybody's got a ton of money to spend on things, right? And most people are on a budget. And some people are even below a budget, right? Like they're just barely making ends meet. And so um, a while ago, what, maybe four or five years ago, um, I helped her set up a, just a little basic system. She didn't have money. She wanted to just spend as least money as possible because she didn't have that much available to her. But she said, look, as long as I can get a refrigerator on and run like even just one light, I'm going to be happy. And so we set her up with a um, little system, right? Um, she paid for her components with the, you know, at the end of the day, guys, I would love to be able to go and help every single person that I know that needs, you know, equipment or whatever for their off-grid projects or whatever. But, you know, I'm not that guy, right? I don't have all these components just laying around. You know, I don't have that kind of money sitting around where I can just go around, you know, for free upgrading people's systems or installing their systems for free. That's not how it works, right? Unfortunately. And so everybody's on a budget and you have to work within their budgets. So um, I tried to come up with the, this is now, keep in mind, four or five years ago. We're now four or five years ahead now in the future, right? And so things have changed quite a bit in those four or five years, like quite a bit. Uh, and so that's what that's kind of what we're going to be leading into on this um, little episode today. So uh, four or five years ago, I set her up with something that she could afford, you know, um, absolutely afford. In fact, I ended up giving her a couple of things for free. I, in fact, I gave her all the wiring, all the connections. Um, all for free. I gave her some of the disconnect switches and the breaker, the breaker, the DC breakers for free, you know, because she didn't have money. You know, she just had barely enough to cover her 10 um, 6 volt golf cart batteries um, and an inverter and a solar charge controller, right? That's pretty much it. So then I ended up just donating my time and my um, extra resources to kind of get her up and running, you know, and so I did what I could for her at that moment. 
you know, like I said, four or five years ago. Uh, so we had 10, 10 golf cart batteries wired in series in parallel to give her a 12 volt battery system. Uh, she had a 12 volt modified sine wave inverter, a 1500 watt, I believe it was, um, a midnight solar 200 solar charge controller and that, and five solar panels outside. And that was it. A very, you know, simple system. And that held her over for about, you know, four or five years until recently where her system failed. And what it was, was the lead acid batteries, those golf cart batteries or deep cycle lead acid batteries, they gas off. And if any of you guys have worked around lead acid batteries long enough, you guys know when they gas off, they start to corrode the terminals and the wiring around it, especially in a solar installation because during the day, you know, it, you know, during the day it's charging, right? And so it's charging from solar and it's gassing off. So there's, you know, it's not like a car going down the road where there's, you know, wind um, and air blowing through the hood and moving all this around and out of the, out of the vehicle basically, right? Well, when your batteries are sitting in a, in a spot and there's not really, you know, circulation, you know, it's just dead air. Um, when it gasses off, it doesn't have no place to go really. And it starts to eat the terminals and corrode them and all this and that. So, um, the wires that, that I originally hooked up for her a long time ago were so bad, badly corroded. And here's the thing too, you know, I always go over this with anyone using lead acid batteries, my auntie, anyone else, anyone I've ever come in contact with. I always tell them, clean your battery terminals, right? Clean them. Because if you don't clean them, the acid is going to start corroding things and start eating the wire, even start eating the plastic. Uh, it's just a bad, bad case scenario. And so she was doing some cleaning, but not nowhere near enough, you know. And that's what kind of led up to where we're at because the corrosion from the lead acid battery, batteries, I should say, started eating all the cabling, okay. And it, it corroded it so bad that when the house especially the refrigerator went to turn on and pull a load it was almost like it was shorting out the wire because the wire was basically disintegrated um and on like two or three connections of the battery was almost completely disintegrated you could almost just grab the wire and just pull it off it was so disintegrated and so that creates heat and it and that's from resistance and so what happened was with that happening, the plastic coating over that wire ended up getting really hot and heating up and started to melt and started to produce a smell. And that's the smell my family member could smell. So, um, you know, now that I, I went out there and I evaluated what happened, um, we started to look over the system and I wanted to figure out what was going on besides the um, corrosive terminals and the, the wiring that she, she didn't clean as much as she should have. And, um, what I come to find out was, uh, she had actually a multitude of problems going on and this is kind of where things kind of get tricky. So she had a modified sine wave inverter installed and she was running on that for about four years for, yeah, about four years, somewhere four or five years. And your electronics like refrigerators, TVs, you know, all these things do not like modified sine wave inverters. They like pure sine wave inverters because that imitates the same power coming out of your, your wall outlet if you're connected to the grid. And so um, her refrigerator, before all this stuff, stuff started happening, started to give her trouble because the modified sine wave inverter was starting to really mess with the, um, the refrigerator. 
and to the point where it locked up the refrigerator. And every time it would try to turn on the air compressor, it just it was like cycle nonstop, trying to turn on the air compressor. It couldn't turn it on. And so it was kind of like drawing a lot of power all the time, trying to keep, you know, trying to turn on, turn on, turn on, turn on. But it but because the modified sine wave has already messed up the device, the, the refrigerator, it can't operate properly anymore, right? And so the damage has been done. But because it's been trying to turn on and you know constantly turn on and cycle on. There's a lot of amperage and a lot of power hitting the inverter and making the inverter even worse, right? Basically, um, slowly killing the inverter, which also adds more draw or amperage on the battery wires, which are in really bad shape because they're corroded. <laughs> so we have all that going on. And then to come to find out um, her solar panels. When all her panels, because her pa she has five solar panels, we wired them in series. And I was wondering why we weren't getting any power coming into the solar charge controller, the Midnight Solar 200 solar charge controller. So I went out there and I started testing every single panel individually. And then come to find out, one panel out of the five panels was dead. No power coming out at all. Like, I think it had like three volts. <laughs> right? When it should be a lot higher than that. Like, well, you know. 20 something volts, you know, and so I realized that she had a bad panel. So I rewired her panels. I wired them in series again, but I basically um, unwired that one bad panel and just left it out of the array of the wiring. And then now the solar charge controller reads there's power coming in. Okay, great. But I had to now um, deal with her batteries. So I told myself, if I'm going to go and make new battery terminal, you know, battery wires, battery terminals for her. Let me actually test these old batteries with a hydrometer to determine if there's any life left in them or how bad are they. And to my surprise, every single battery out of the 10 batteries except for one was in all bad shape. Like completely, completely shot. Only one battery was, was, was bad. It was bad, but it wasn't shot like the rest. So there was one a little bit less bad than all the really bad ones, right? And so at that point, we have another problem, right? That the batteries are no good. And so with that said, um, I had to scramble, try to come up with an idea so I could get my auntie back online to at least have lights at night and try to get her refrigerator running. Um, and that's it, right? Uh, you know, sitting in the dark with no power and buying ice every day for your cooler gets old really quick. And my auntie is, what, she's 78 years old, I think. She, yeah, she's about 78 years old. And so, you know, she's she's older, right? So that's a lot of work for an older person to have to continuously go to the store and buy ice and deal with all that. So I'm going to try to help her out. So I was able to dig up six golf cart batteries that were on another project that we had that were in a lot better shape. They're old batteries, but they're in better shape than her the current batteries that was on there. So I removed all 10 batteries, got rid of all the old cabling, and I installed the new six golf cart batteries, wired them in series and in parallel. I made all brand new battery connections, battery wires, all of that, put that all together. Um, reconnected up my solar charge controller, turned on the solar charge controller, and boom, charging, no problem. And holding a charge, perfect, awesome. And then hooking up the inverter just to test to make sure that everything is good. Um, but now keep in mind that inverter was a bad inverter, right? The modified sine wave inverter. 
So I actually had a inverter, a, pure, a little pure sine wave inverter um, sitting around brand new that I never used yet. It's a 1500 watt pure sine wave inverter and it was for a 12 volt system. And so, you know, I'm digging through my stuff, trying to find if I have anything extra that I can, you know, help her out with. And luckily I find this inverter. And so, um, I ended up getting it from, um, Amazon. It's called, I think, AL, ALFFAA, um, inverter. I, I, I think it was less than like 200 bucks. I think it was like a hundred something dollars. Um, but I found that and I decided, you know what? We need to get rid of that modified sine wave inverter that she has on there because it's causing some problems, right? And because she just bought a new refrigerator off Craigslist that is used new. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, I yanked off her old inverter because she just replaced her refrigerator. And she's still on a budget today, just like she was on a budget back then. You know, and so like even just to buy the refrigerator was a big deal for her because she didn't have that kind of money. You know, and she only she bought the the apartment size refrigerator for like 150 bucks off Craigslist when you know you brand new they're like 300 dollars and even at 150 dollars you know she was concerned right because it's a lot of money to her so but she bought the new refrigerator anyway and so I went ahead and got rid of that modified sine wave inverter I installed that pure sine wave inverter uh, and turned everything on and made sure everything was working and boom. To this day, right now, which has now been since the, since I did that actual job for her just to help her out, um, that was probably like two weeks ago, at least two weeks ago, somewhere around there. And so um, her house is still up and running. Uh, she has lights and stuff at night, but she's running on six golf cart batteries instead of 10 now. And the batteries that I put in there was just batteries that I could dig up that were decent. You know, she didn't have to pay for them. So I'm trying to do whatever I can with the... Uh, the things I have available to me to help her for free. So I told her, I said, look, I'll help you get yourself back up and running, but you got to understand that your battery capacity is a lot smaller now. And these batteries are old. And so you're going to have a problem at some point where we're going to be revisiting this issue. So I told her that I, I said I would set her back up. And in the meantime, if she could just start putting even, you know, $50 away every month or you know, $100 away every month or whatever she can put aside every month. That way, when this new system or revamped system that I put on for her, when those batteries finally kill off, which honestly is not going to last that long because they're, they're not the greatest shape. You know, they're okay, but they're not brand new status or anything like that. You know, I'm just trying to keep the lights on for her as long as I can. You know, I'm trying to stretch it out because I can't afford to be you know, um, building everyone's systems for free on my dime. That's not how it works. And so, um, you know, I told her, I said, I don't know how long these batteries are going to last. So just start saving money as much as you can, because once they do go, you will be forced to either have no power or you're going to have to cough up the money to actually go and buy, you know, something that we can install to give her power again. And so now four or five years later, we now have power, portable power stations. Right? There's all kinds of brands out there. And because her house, her tiny house is so small, um, we can get away with a, a portable power station, no problem. Right? So I have the I have a power meter or a kilowatt meter on her inverter right now, tracking how much power she's using. So in two more weeks, I'm gonna well, probably less than that, but in about uh, what I'm trying to do is get about a one month um, usage on the power meter so I can determine roughly how much power she's actually, you know, using. 
That way I can size the type of portable power station that we're going to need to run her place. She has one little apartment size refriger um, refrigerator and she has two LED lights in the house. And I think they use 3.5 watts a piece, right? And a TV that she never uses. So, and then she charges her cell phone. So the load on, coming from the house is not a whole lot. We're talking maybe 135 watts, maybe somewhere around there max. And that's only for a short period of time, right? So she doesn't need a huge, you know, power portable power station. She doesn't need a, a, a you know, a big off-grid solar system or anything like that. So with that said, um, you know, I'm looking around trying to find options for her. And so in about a couple weeks or so, I'm going to go back out there and we're going to look at the power that she's been using. And then I can actually start sizing a portable power station for her needs. I don't want to get her something too small that's not going to work for her. But I also don't want to get something too big that she's going to have to spend more money on that she doesn't need. Right. Obviously, we want to have a little bit of a buffer of a little extra power, but, you know, nothing crazy. Right. Because like I said, she's on a budget. And so as of today, she cannot afford, um, you know, even, you know, any of these portable power stations yet. So that's why I'm trying to give her some time to save the money to be able to get ready for when that time comes. And so that's the best I could do for her currently. Um, but she is up and running again. Um, and, you know, we're going to play it by ear. We're going to see what happens. Um, but I'm kind of hoping that she can save, you know, a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there. You know, you just got to buckle down. And then, you know, we can look around for a portable power station for her. The reason I want to go with a portable power station for her is because, like I said, her place is really small. Her loads are very small, not a whole lot. Um, but a lot of these portable power stations are built good now, right? They're, they're good stuff now. Really good brands out there. There's all kinds of models, different sizes. And majority of them, if not all of them now, are coming out with pure sine wave inverters built in. They have um, lithium-ion phosphate batteries built in, so you got at least 3,000 cycles on the battery before you're at 80%, um, you know, on the battery capacity. So there's, a, you know, tons of years out of the battery, plenty, plenty of years, um, and you can plug solar directly into it. And because her system is roughly running right around 500 watts now, um, you know, there's portable power stations that can accept 500 watts of solar in. So it's going to make things a lot simpler instead of having all these individual items like ba separate batteries, separate solar charge controllers, separate inverters, and then all the wiring and the disconnect switches and all that stuff. We don't have to have that anymore. I can just get her a little portable power station, plug the solar panels directly into it, plug her house directly into it, and turn it on. And that is it. She's up and running. It's that simple now, right? Technology has come a long way in such a short period of time. Um, so, you know, that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I'm just trying to give her as much time as she can to save some money and also give me some time to determine the size of the portable power station that I should be, you know, looking into for her. So that's kind of where we're at. So, yeah, um, if you guys haven't checked that video out, check it out. It's a very simple system and, you know, um, a very budget, really, really budget system. Um, but, you know, Back in the day, if there were these portable power stations like there is now, we would have probably leaned towards the portable power station if that was available back then, you know, at, at the current market price points. You know what I mean? Uh, so that just wasn't an option back then. And so that's kind of where we're at today.
So, but you know, that's the one thing we can always improve. We can always upgrade. Um, but you know, at the same time, we have to be vigilant of, you know, in, in this case, my auntie's budget, you know, she's really close, you know, cutting it close on her money and stuff. And so I'm, I'm trying to do what I can for her, you know, as much as I can, but I can't afford to be setting all my family members up and friends and people I know with, with equipment, right? Because it's costing me money. Like I'll give you an example. The pure sine wave inverter I put on um, cost me money. She didn't have to pay for it, but it, but somebody had to, had to pay for it and that was me, you know? And so, you know, I, that's as far as I'm willing to go, you know, because I've, I've gone above and beyond. Not only that, all this work that I did of removing the batteries, putting new batteries in, all the wiring, all the time and labor and the materials, once again, was on me so you know i'm doing my best to help her out um but at the same time you know she needs to try to save as much money as she can so that way she can help herself out when that time comes so anyway guys just a really quick update on what's happening with that situation there's a lot more updates coming up um we've been getting a lot more other projects done um but yeah just wanted to kind of close up that because i just released a video on that so definitely check it out if you haven't checked it out yet um and i'll see you guys on the next one